Colorado Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. We're going to go all the way in the back on the left-hand side, back corner. Coach, Rob Brown, Sideline Sports Memphis. You famously said coming off the field after a big Razorback win one time, how are you going to celebrate? I think I'm going to go home and have me a cold beer. Would that ever include a Ham's beer? I like an old Ham, old ham beer, but you burp a lot afterwards. Um, you seem like you got a good job, man. Kind of step it up a little bit. Um. Kind of feel bad for him, beer being slandered from the podium by a beer drinker, Sam Pittman, right? And he said he's had a couple, but makes you burp and told the reporter he needs to step his game up and maybe get to a higher class beer. I feel bad. Yeah. I'd sue for losses if I was ham. I actually would too. They say Defamatory. They say no publicity is bad publicity, but if it was Lincoln Riley up there saying, ew, ham's beer, it makes me burp when I drink it, then you say, well, okay, that's more of that head coach. If Sam Pittman of all head coaches is saying it makes him burp too much and he's downplaying ham's beer – that's not exactly a ringing endorsement of your product. So I, I do think that they should sue. Sue them for all their worth. Get some of that Walmart money they have out there at Arkansas. Walmart and Tyson Foods money. Yeah, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Hmm. They well, got some money out there in Fayetteville. Um, Walmart and uh, they, they, they got a few yeah. big-time donors. So You think? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, speaking of, I saw this video recently of these climate protesters – spray painting the back of one of the Walmart heiresses like $250 million uh, boat. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that's, that's one heck of a move right there. Um, I'm telling what, you. What was, the, what was the spray paint design? It, they had like these hoses and they just sprayed like black and red paint all over the back of the boat. Like, there wasn't a design. It just doused the back of the boat in paint. You should have seen the crew panic and start trying to s- scrub it off. Mm, that's uh, she's. Uh, I, I think she's the one that's done a lot for that. Is it uh, the Crystal Bridges area? The big. Have you heard of the big art museum that's that's out there, like no. south of Fayetteville? I think that she put that there. I, I don't know. Yeah. Apparently, she's. Is it Bentonville? Maybe she's uh, invested a lot of money in that town. I don't know. I don't that's know. Allegedly, the story. It's crazy because if if you happen to splash the wrong guy's bass boat, like just in a weird manner, you may get assaulted out there on the water. I can't imagine what uh, ruining the back of a two hundred and fifty million dollar boat would get you. But they probably weren't even there. So well, no I, one cares. I think they are uh, attached to a cylinder block at the bottom of the same lake that they were uh, just on. 
It would be my guess, right? Probably, probably the case. 45 days until kickoff in Norman. Highlights, well, it's kind of boring today because Saban's like, yeah, OU in Texas is going to be awesome. Sam Pittman said, yeah, OU in Texas in the league is going to be awesome. So nobody's mm-hmm. talking trash. Um, Saban said that he's not ready to name a starter just yet. I think the most controversial thing that was said today is that Saban, uh, Nick Saban said his favorite cake is a carrot cake. Which a lot of people took issue with. Who took issue with that? Um, pretty much the entire internet, from what I could tell. A carrot cake, when done properly, is fantastic. You ever had the carrot cake from Charleston's? It's amazing. <laughs> no, I've never had the carrot cake from Charleston's. You got me there. I think a lot of people, whenever they hear carrot cake, expect some type of like vegan tasting cake i fall into that category i i will admit yeah there there's nothing about the i don't even know why it's called carrot cake it doesn't taste anything like carrot there might be like some of like these little carrot shavings or something that go in it but other than that you can't even detect carrots at all it was controversial man it's uh, it's that. lit up the internet today. That was the most controversial quote. The most entertaining quote was Bama linebacker Dallas Turner. Bama plays at Kentucky uh, for the first time since 2013. And Dallas Turner says, I don't know anything about Kentucky but KFC. And I'm sure uh, UK fans are going to have fun with that once Bama comes to town. Well, next year, when Alabama comes to Norman, I will present University of Alabama head football coach Nick Saban with a huge square of carrot cake from Charleston's. He'll love it. Oh, and I, he'll be won't be able to focus on. The I didn't think game. you were going to say carrot cake. I thought that you were going to say uh, a handheld uh, video recorder like he used to film your practices at the uh, Sugar Bowl before the national championship game. But carrot you know, cake is nice too. That's a good idea. We will have a camera set up to where he's going to eat it and leak that. Uh, online that's that's what we'll do for for retribution on that whole situation so apparently hard knocks is going to feature the new york jets but it won't yeah. be the same they are like they don't think it's very they, they don't think it's right to air when players get cut you know so that element's going to be taken out of hard knocks someone had an interesting article today though about college football teams that are absolutely made for hard knocks. And I think that this is like a, a really fun topic. So this is from 24-7. College football teams made for hard knocks. The SEC team, they say it's Ole Miss, probably solely because of Lane Kiffin. Um, the Big 12 team, they put Texas because, of course, right? Texas really is made for this show with all the drama that goes on there. You get to the third episode and a uh, big money uh, donor Mm-hmm. drives up his Cadillac onto the 20-yard line. I just let you know, Sark, you're still good with us. You're not on the hot seat with us. We still support you. And then drives off in the middle of practice. Like, still, that sounded like Boss Hog. That was pretty good. That's what, I was, that's what I was going for there. Thank you. With the white cowboy hat on and everything. Uh, Texas is made for a hard knocks college football edition. So I actually do agree with that one. Well... It's not a good thing to be mentioned on the list uh, because it's really people saying that you've got a lot of dysfunction going on, right? And we want to see it. I don't know how A&M's not on there. I don't, I don't know. Oh, my God. Could you see uh, Jimbo takes his shirt off by episode two ready to fight, uh, ready to fight Bobby Petrino? Could you imagine that? 
No. If you want to say something, just say something. You want to go? Let's just let's handle it like men out here. What do you say? I, if I was in charge of that show, I would say we're going to Texas A&M. We're not even going to mic up Jimbo Fisher. We're not going to follow him with a camera. We're going to mic up uh, Betrino and have like three cameras that follow him everywhere he goes. Like he's going to just to see what type of rise we can get out of Jimbo Fisher, <laughs> not giving him any attention. You would get you would get a rise out of Jimbo Fisher. Uh, Big Ten team, Michigan. They they did that before the Amazon Prime with Jim Harbaugh. And we got yeah. some good audio clips out of that. Him trying to sound like a rocket ship was good. Pac-12 mm-hmm. is Colorado. Uh, Pac-12 is, yeah, it's Colorado. Nice job. And then the yeah. ACs. Like, there, there's an intriguing element of every team that I've mentioned so far, right? Michigan, Jim Harbaugh's a little mm-hmm. weird. Um, Texas, that's a circus. Ole Miss, that would be, you know, Lane Kiffin. God knows what could happen there. Colorado, self-explanatory. And then the, NC, and then the ACC team is NC State. Which is not attractive in like at all. How is it not Miami? I great or even Florida State. Florida State. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, North Carolina would be better. That's interesting. They didn't give any reason. Just NC State, huh? Okay. Saying their recent, well, quote unquote, success that they've had, that maybe it would be an interesting storyline there, but 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 I don't see it with NC State. Yeah. Um, it. Do you watch – this is a dumb question because I know that you didn't, but OU was on an ESPN version of this back in 2011. And it actually showed – this is crazy to think about now. They, they showed the day that they were doing the Oklahoma drill, and they showed where Travis Lewis broke his foot doing the Oklahoma drill at practice right before the 2011 season. Mm. It was actually pretty cool when they did it, um, but – yeah, it was. It, it showed that happening to, to him, and he ended up being out a few weeks. I think he came back for that big non-con game against Florida State on the road, but OU is actually a part of this at one point. Who was he going up against in the Oklahoma drill? Don't remember who, he, who he's going up against oh. in the Oklahoma drill. Don't remember that. Well, you really that's tested the only my part knowledge. of the thing I know, that you really tested my knowledge of that, and I couldn't. Uh, I, I couldn't. Maybe the text line knows. T. Lou, good football player. Hard Knocks USC, says Brooke. Best yoga and manicure spots. You would know both of them. That would be – I mean, I'd be interested in watching that. I'd watch it for sure with the uh, University of Southern Cal. I'd watch just about any college football program in a Hard Knocks. Um, the, the, the NFL is really starting to get watered down. Like, it's not as good as it once was. Maybe we do need to revive it going to a major college football program. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. Social media – ruined it because whenever you got a peek behind the scenes with the like the first time i remember watching i think was the ravens um you get a peek behind the scenes it's like for me i was in college i i was like oh man i can't imagine what it's like in a training camp in the nfl and what what would it be like and to see all that stuff now you see, like, you, there's such access with social media with individual players that put stuff out. I, it's not a mystery anymore. There's, uh, you see all of that footage from these guys. You're immersed in these guys' lives, twenty four seven already. There's, I mean, there's there's nothing that's left unturned. I guess. Yeah. Well, the rookie show from that Ravens um, Hard Knocks was pretty awesome. 
I just I, I just hope you had to do something similar uh, during your rookie show in the NFL. I will tell you, this is the greatest thing. This is why I love Steve Mariucci. Whenever uh, all of the rookies got there, he had a team meeting, and he said there is absolutely zero hazing, none. We're not shaving heads. We're not forcing guys to sing. We're not doing anything. And if I see it, hear of it, find out about it, I'm finding the hell out of anyone that, that is involved. Your dream. Well, you really lucked out like, getting drafted by the Lions. Nice job. Yes. <laughs> I was happy Perfect for that. Perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. 580, Tyler, I remember that ESPN special OU did and would love to look it up on YouTube and watch again. Do you remember what it was called? Training days, I think, maybe, is what it was called. Uh, nice. Maybe a little off on that. Cherokee Sooner says, <laughs> Pervino and Jimbo would have to be pulled apart 10 minutes into the first episode. Yeah. Uh, Gunner from Grove says, Texas. Yeah, that's, that's nice, huh? <laughs> Gunner from Grove, Texas has more of a Jersey Shore or Kardashian feel to it. Yeah, it's like one of those reality yeah. shows where they show what's going on. And then they have the uh, exclusive interview with the with the person, you know? Yeah. Quinn Ewers one-on-one. Well, yeah, I mean, I know the backup looks better than me without a shirt off, but I was named the starter after last season. You think that's what's happened? They're all talking trash about each other behind yes! each other's backs? Yes, are you kidding me? Absolutely they are. Yeah, you may be right. You may be right. You said he. you heard that he acted very strange and nervous at Big 12 Media Day, Quinn Ewers? Gabe, Gabe – was at Big 12 Media Day for um, Sirius XM Big 12. And so he interviewed all of the quarterbacks that were there, everyone. And he said it wasn't even close. He was, like, the least confident. The uh, He was the most nervous. He was fidgeting the whole time. And uh, he said it was just – it was – beyond awkward and like some of the other guys like Plumlee and and like everyone was super outgoing and just spewed confidence and then Ewers looked like he said it was shocking how bad it was it it really is um when you think about it very similar to that of Sark in that he didn't really accomplish a lot last year now all of a sudden these unrealistic expectations are Mm -hmm. kind of thrown on him and I, I, I guess I thought of it more from Sark's perspective as a head coach, but dude, you could totally apply that to Quinn Ewers. Now he's yeah. gotten he, he's gotten a whole lot of hype ever since he left what South Lake Carroll as the number one overall player in a recruiting class. But yeah. he had an average year last year. Now it's dude, this guy is a Heisman Trophy front runner. Right. Not everyone can handle that uh, well. The not incredible to mention, expectations. Not to mention he's. Who he's got in that quarterback room with him? There's a Manning in there. I, whenever you look at that, they released that picture of all of the quarterbacks in the weight room. And if you just presented that to someone that didn't know any like who anyone was, and they said pick the starter, you would the last person you would pick would be Quinn Ewers. He looks like the walk on in the photo. And that's why I don't understand all of these. Uh, well, here's the NFL mock draft, and they've got. Quinn Ewers going number eight overall. Like, sometimes a lot of that is based on, well, I mean, come on, he's the prototype, man. Six right. three and a half, he's six four. 
He's got a huge arm. He's just pro- he's not prototype at all, man. No, like, at all. So why are we already mocking him as the number eight player in the draft? Like, no, I I, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, Gabe just said it was it was noticeable, and it was really weird to to talk to someone like Will Howard, who's like super confident right now and is a veteran guy that's super well-spoken and 6'6", 260 pounds, like, like compared to a guy that is almost viewed as frail and slight in Quinn Ewers, who's, you know, maybe maybe six foot tall, uh, maybe a little over and right at 200 pounds. I mean, it's just – it's weird. Now, I don't know. Maybe none of that matters in the grand scheme of things. I have no idea. But it's just – it's interesting. Well, that could be a worst-case scenario. If he struggles early on and it looks like they need to make a change at quarterback, Like it's, it's nice having a backup uh, that looks like a prototype of Vince Young out there. Mm-hmm. But they get into that situation. You talk about – I don't know if the locker room would be split. I have no idea. But you talk about the fan base being split on who they would want to start over Quinn Ewers moving forward. It's it's the mess that I think uh, we all want to see this year. Yeah. Well, I ain't split. Throw Arch Manning in there, please. <laughs> Seriously. Do not put Malik Murphy in there. A uh, few texts on the Meyer Chevrolet text line before we hit a break. Mariucci is soft. S-A-W-W-W-F-T. 405, perhaps the Lions wouldn't suck so bad if they started hazing. Um, <laughs> Teddy should start 2011. Teddy should watch 2011 training days. There's a portion where they're in the film room explaining how to call pump protection. So nice. there's some haymakers being thrown this segment, man. Nice. I like that. What, is that suggesting I don't know how to call pump protection? Well, or I think that was a reference to the uh, 2000 OU Kansas State game in the uh, second half there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fair. And can I please say in my defense that I was not good as a tackle on punt team as a freshman, but I was excellent as a personal protector calling punt protection. Never messed one up. So take that but text line. But for 1 in your career of catching onside kicks when a linebacker takes yeah. out your legs from behind. Yeah, that's true. Man, I wonder, you know, I could have had a really bad special teams day if, you know, that thing happened against Alabama. We also got a punt blocked because I asked to come out of the game and got ridiculed right there on the sideline, yelled that before the play was even over, by the way, by Brent Venables. Um, I, had I stayed in there and still got the punt blocked, and I was, that could have been a bad day. So what? they also faked a field goal and scored a touchdown that day. It was not a banner That's special true. teams day for you guys. That's true. Jeez. I remember Jeez. that now. Um, I, I wonder what the odds are if you you they, they recover an onside kick, block a punt. Did that end up being a touchdown, or did they just get – Yeah, touchdown. Okay. Blocked a punt for a touchdown, faked a field goal for a touchdown, recovered an onside kick, and you still won the game by double digits. What are, um, the, what are the odds of that, please? Well, there's zero if we hadn't have scored on defense ourselves. You know, that's – that's True. the one thing that, that kind of leveled it a little bit. All right, late for a timeout. Quick break here from Jimmy Austin. Final hour rolls on next. This is your home for Sooner fans.
The Ref Sports Radio Network. At Lander Chevy Norman, we're feeling good. How good? Jumping into summer savings good. And the hottest selection in town good. Right now, take up to $82.50 off the new half-ton Silverado. Or up to $6,500 off and financing as low as 1.9%. Also, shop our large pre-owned selection backed by the Lander's Advantage. So feel good all summer long. And shop Lander Chevrolet of Norman and LanderChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM Financial. Are you frustrated with rising insurance costs or confused about your insurance coverage? At Rightway Insurance, each one of their clients is given a dedicated team of experts that work with you to address all of your insurance concerns. They are an independent insurance company that offers personal and business coverage. Rightway Insurance, 405-607-6014. Or request a free online quote at rightwayinsurance.com. That's Rightway Insurance at 405-607-6014. A little bit of sweet and a whole lot of heat. Rom's new sweet and spicy Gouda Burger is packed with mouth-watering flavor. We start with a fresh-baked artisan multigrain bun, top it with a sizzling burger patty and bacon, add a little mayo, and then throw on the heat with apple habanero barbecue sauce and jalapenos. Oh, and we can't forget the smoked Gouda cheese melted to perfection. Brahms Sweet and Spicy Gouda Burger, available for a limited time at Brahms. You're simply the best. The Showplace Theater is back at Riverwind. And with some of the best acts around. Like Collective Soul, July 21st. Josh Turner, July 28th. Counting Crows, August 25th. Foreigner, October 6th. Rodney Carrington, October 27th. And Aaron Lewis, November 9th. It's easy to see why Riverwind is the best casino experience. Uh, yeah. Thanks, hmm. Coach Pittman. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, he, he, was at, he didn't answer it. I don't know. Maybe this is telling, too. The question was from Eric Bailey of the Tulsa World, and it was also, do you think OU and Arkansas, like, do you think that that is, you know, something that could form into a rivalry over time? And he didn't address that whatsoever. So I don't know, like, what strategy would be behind that, not to address that, but he was given the opportunity to say, yeah, OU in Arkansas, the proximity. I don't know why we haven't played all that much. It'll be fun, but he didn't even he didn't even go there with that question. Huh. And I feel like most Arkansas fans are like, yeah, let's get this going, please. Yeah, that is interesting. I don't know. Um, I, I'm fascinated by that. I, I, would, I would think that he would uh, at least, you know, talk it up a little bit right i mean build it up some yeah or or at least yeah mention the proximity how it's kind of natural to you know that that game could really turn into something but i don't know the reality is unless ou and arkansas play every single year which it doesn't look like that's going to happen it's going to be tough for that to form into some like big time rivalry right it's kind of uh it's it's uh ou texas or or bust right now for rivalry games yeah because no, no one around here is going to accept Missouri as a rival. Um, and I, like, the only way, to me, that OU is going to form a rivalry with another SEC team and have uh, rival 1B to Texas 1A is you move to a nine-game conference schedule and you add someone in that third slot that you're playing every single year, and it's a program that we actually respect around here. And you have yeah. some great games moving forward. 
right? Yep, that's probably right. Yeah, I I think that's probably uh, probably the way to go. Just odd Which, that he didn't take that opportunity, but I know. whatever. Maybe the, I think they're more excited about playing Texas every single year now. I think they are, um, and I, I guess that makes sense because they do they. What's the when's the last time they played? Uh oh, dude, they played in Fayetteville two years ago when Hudson Card started. Texas got really? demolished, and Texas yeah, went to yeah, Casey yeah, yeah, Thompson yeah, yeah, yeah. after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 2021, no. I guess, is the last time. Yeah, that's right. Arkansas beat him up. Um, and then didn't Arkansas, after that, like it looked like they were just going to be world beaters and they kind of fell apart? Well, that was uh, – I think that was their bet. That was 2021. Did they win like nine games? I think they won like nine games that Maybe year with so. Pittman. And Bielema had a similar situation where early on it looked like, ooh, they got some momentum. Watch out, here they go. And they really fizzled out after that. Mm-hmm. So they, I think they won nine games in 2021, came back down to earth last year because K.J. Jefferson <sighs> got hurt. And then now I look at like these all-SEC teams preseason, they'll have K.J. Jefferson as the quarterback and this Rocket Sanders dude that they have at running back. Yeah, I feel like Arkansas is like the best QB running back duo in the, in the conference. And that's going to be dangerous with all the so quarterback run game that them. they're going to do. Yeah, that was uh yeah, that was that 21 season for Texas is what like that that finished them. They they lost six straight games during a stretch. Yikes. Yeah, they lost to Arkansas, then they beat Rice and Tech and cuz I remember they bounced back and scored 70 against Tech and it's like, "Well, what happened? You know, now that they got Thompson in, they're going to be better offensively and then uh, barely got past TCU, and then it just then OU broke them. It fell apart. OU broke their season after rallying from twenty-eight-seven down. And remember, they somehow they beat Kansas State to end the season after they lost to Can they lost to Kansas. Well, I think that's at West Virginia. I think Will Howard started that game, and he was not the Will Howard that he was last year. I think oh that was gosh. I think that was the reason. Which by the way, like that twenty 20- was <laughs> Will Howard was nine of thirteen for sixty five yards that day. Beautiful. That's great. Um Crazy. that twenty twenty one OU Texas game kind of reminds me. Let's maybe get off to a better start in this year's game in Dallas. Just just an idea. Um yeah. we know how last year how, how that one went and then um you know, got down twenty eight seven the year before that. I know they came back and won. I'm just saying maybe a better first twenty minutes this time around. Yeah, might no go a kidding. long way. No kidding. Yeah, the um, the first quarter, Texas scored 28, and then that was in 21. How many did they score in the first quarter last year? I, I've blocked out that memory, honestly. I've, I've tried right. to move on from that. Well, I'm not moving on. I want to know. Seven. Not bad. Not bad, but 21. And so it was 28-0 at halftime. Whew. Brutal. Just get off to a better start this year. That's all I ask. Um, yeah. y- your mark made the comment last week like, well, well, I mean, OU and Texas haven't really been carrying the conference in recruiting. They haven't played in the conference championship game in a few years. And I love that someone did the story and they went back and said, um, well, you may have your opinion, and I understand that you have to prop up your conference, but here's the actual numbers. <laughs> OU and Texas have propped up the conference in recruiting in the last 10 recruiting cycles, so 2014 through 2023 is what they're looking at, 
um, which encompasses the entire college football playoff era, OU and Texas have combined to sign 23 five-star prospects. The rest of the Big 12 signed three during that span. Mm. One for Baylor, TCU, and – oh, they're giving one to Houston? Oh, okay. So they're giving Ed Oliver to Houston back in 2016. Doesn't count. Does We're not count. Conference. So it's 23 to 2 during that span. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which, by the way, speaking of Cruton, Oklahoma, Tyler, has edged up now in the team rankings into the top 25. Texas is at 21. The University of Oklahoma is at 22. Both schools with 14 commits apiece. Uh, we have nine four-stars to their eight four-stars, and they've got one more three-star than we have. That they are, have six. I calculated it uh, on Monday. Now, this was if, like, nobody else got commitment, so understand that. They were number 26 on 24-7 to start the week, OU. They got Raggins yesterday, four-star wide receiver. And if they were to get Tatum on Friday, which it feels like they're going to, 11 a.m. on Friday, number one running back, mm-hmm. they, as of Monday, would have jumped up to the number 16 class, so just right outside the top 15. So they're, they're making yeah. their move. They're making their move. Yeah, that would be, that would be good. Um, they would still be one of the – I don't know how, but I, I, I guess it's the number of commitments. I understand that. But they'd have a five-star in there, and, like, their average – player ranking like their you know where their score is is well above where they're where they're ranked i mean they should be you know and maybe it'll end up getting that way but yeah probably up around tennessee's at 15 right now and they have 16 commits so so the five stars the four stars by the way during that same uh, time span 10 years Mm -hmm. ou and texas 264 combined um and the rest of the conference including the four new members 183. 264 OU in Texas, 183. Four stars. Uh, those two versus the rest of the Big 12. Brutal. Yep. Well, here's the thing. Your Mark is not a football guy. Right? I don't think he knows anything about football. Doesn't come from the football world. So I know he doesn't know anything about recruiting. So I think he just maybe got a little over his skis on that deal. And, you know, the community notes area of recruiting is going to let you have it. Those are some uh, very dedicated yeah. uh, dedicated folks. Well, all at right. least he didn't say the dumbest thing said all day long. And at least he didn't have Bob Stoops check him yesterday live <laughs> on the rush. Uh, uh, good stuff. All right, quick timeout. A couple of segments left here from Jimmy Austin. Stay with us. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. At Lander Chevy Norman, we're feeling good. How good? Jumping into summer savings good. And the hottest selection in town good. Right now, take up to $82.50 off the new half-ton Silverado. Or up to $6,500 off and financing as low as 1.9%. Also, shop our large pre-owned selection backed by the Lander's Advantage. So feel good all summer long. And shop Lander Chevrolet of Norman and LanderChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM Financial. 
Weight loss surgery is more than a procedure. It's a life-changing experience. At Norman Regional's Journey Clinic, our goal is to empower our patients so they can achieve their fullest potential in health and in life. Our nationally accredited program offers support through every stage of your weight loss journey, giving you all the resources you need along the way. The path to a healthier you isn't one you have to walk alone. Call 405-515-2049 or visit journeyclinic.com to set an appointment and discover if Journey Clinic is right for you. Does your checking account come with respect, gratitude, wisdom? At Armstrong Bank, that's what you can expect. For more than a century, we've been serving up exceptional customer service and financial guidance to our customers across Oklahoma and Arkansas. Open a checking account today so we can serve you too. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Visit armstrong.bank today. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Steady Layman. There's a social media question out on our Twitter page, at KREF Sports. With the Madden ratings coming out this week, which, uh, which player currently on OU's roster would you give the highest rating? So, if the NCAA football video game was back and you hmm. were handing out the ratings, who would be the highest rated player on this year's OU team? Um, as you would guess, we got a lot of uh, a lot of submissions across the board. Mike says Guyton and Bothroyd. Carter says Billy Bowman. Luke says Jackson Arnold, ninety eight overall. Uh, Beverly says Billy Bowman and uh, Billy Bowman on defense, and then Sawchuck on offense. KG says probably Tyler Guyton right now, but when it's all said and done, PJ will probably have the best career. Drake Stoops, a 99. The Rational Sooner says Luke Elzinga, a 101. Desan McCullough, a 93. Stutz, an 89. Bowman, an 88. Guyton, an 87. Barnes, an 86. Bothroyd, an 86 as well. Hmm. You have an opinion on should, who should be the uh, highest rated? Um, Cherokee geez. Sooner stole your answer and said number 69, Nate Anderson. So you can yeah. just move off that one. Probably... Hmm. Tyler Guyton. I had Guyton written down as well. Um, probably Tyler Guyton. Let's see. Defensively, highest rated. Is it between Stutzman and Bowman for highest rated, or I guess Bothroyd with the uh, with the uh, res- uh, resume uh, that he comes along with? Now what? What all comes with, like the rating? Just overall, is, just overall skill like, set. It's more like uh, like speed and all of that stuff too, right? Speed, agility, strength, uh, tackle. I mean, just all the it, – it, you know what it is, man? It, it's almost like a, a, a pro day in a lot of ways. A lot of me- measurables do matter in here. It's not the end all, but speed, strength, agility, all, all that is what really goes into those ratings. 
Justin Harrington. <laughs> that is surely to make the uh, message boards. Justin Harrington, the highest-rated player. Wow. He's 6'3", 220 pounds, 4'3", speed, 40-plus-inch vertical. He's played corner. He's played safety. Now he's playing Cheetah, which is essentially Sam Linebacker. Uh, as long as he knows where to line up this year, he's going to have an incredible year. Well, I hope uh, I hope that's an attribute that they right. rate on there, ha- knows how to line up. Bowman is like high. the most – he's the most consistent. He's He's fast, he's quick, he's explosive, but – you know, he's lacking in size. Um, I Justin Harrington is like a prototype football player. I'm I'm honestly shocked that you said Justin Harrington. Why? I um well, I mean I think the, the obvious rebuttal here is like, okay, well you just mentioned all of the positions that he's played, but mm-hmm. how many of those positions has he played consistently at an above-average level, or at a well, good level. He, okay, I see what you're, you're – the reason I brought that up is not that he's played any of those at a high level, but he's playing the cheetah position, which is the nickel, and he's got corner skills because he's played corner. He's got safety skills because he's played safety. And now, after you do the coverage part – He's playing the backer position. I'm just saying it's like the if you could draw up how a guy transitioned to play the nickel or the cheetah, it would be like that. Because what you're typically doing is you're taking a linebacker who's never had any of those coverage responsibilities or training, all of a sudden step out of what a linebacker typically is and try and be more of a coverage guy like Deshaun White had to do a year ago. Like that's, like in my opinion, it's the reverse of how you would want to do it. You would want a guy to have all kinds of coverage skill training before he started to play the nickel. Nine one eight. It's not Harrington. It's Billy Bowman. Freshman would be ranked high too. Uh, guy says awareness is an attribute. Gunny says if Danny Boy doesn't line up two feet to the left, he's a ninety six because that's sixty nine backwards. <laughs> Thank you, Gunny. <laughs> Well, um, I think the the easiest go-to answers defensively would be Bowman and Stutzman because they're the most consistent players. Um, But, like, if you're talking about to have, like, a super high Madden score, uh, you have to to rate super high across the board on everything. Like, if you're talking about prototype players – that have the highest ratings, they're not guys that have a – they're not lacking anywhere. Oh, no, the, you know, the 99 players in Madden, those are the be- the best players at their position. Yeah. Like, Justin Jefferson, I think, is a 99 on the new Madden. He's obviously one of the best wide receivers. Zach Martin, I think, is now a 99. Yeah. It sounds like he's holding out because of that, maybe. Um, yeah. But he's in there. Like it, it is the absolute best of the best. And I like this team. I think this team could accomplish a lot of really great things this year. But I don't see anyone on this team that is the best at their position in college football right now. No. 
No, 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 no. Not right now. But I think there's several guys that could be the best at their position in the conference well, by the end of the year. I'd say that that needs, absolutely needs to be the case. Multiple. Right. That needs to be the case. Yeah. Um, I, Stutzman would have a – he's got a pretty high score now. He's got the chance to have a really high score um, if he starts and finishes this season the way I think he's going to. Right. I mean, I what I want to see. I want to see a lot of things from Stutzman. I, I want like I was really impressed with him in the bowl game. Like yeah. he starts out the year, and it's just a continuation of that, right? Because that yeah. is the lasting image that I have from him last season. Obviously, it's the last game he played. But if he comes out of the gate and he plays that way, even given the competition, that'll uh, I think that'll make most of us feel really good about that that position. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think so. I think so. Um, it is an interesting conversation, though. I we've got some potentials on the defensive line. Like I'm, I'm excited. I'm starting. I'm getting more and more excited about Jonah Lulu at the defensive tackle position. I think that that could turn out to be something uh, pretty good. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap things up here from Jimmy Austin. Stay with us. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. At Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman, the savings just keep